Hey everybody, it's Bevan. Uh, welcome to Bevan FM Over 40 and Her Friends podcast. I'm your host, Bevan. This is my co-host, Biscuit Reynolds, and we are here to start the show. I am so excited to welcome back Chrissy Tolley, my psychic friend. She's been on the podcast twice before, episode 29, episode 53, um, and we talk about her background. And I'm really excited about this new launch that I helped Chrissy make. Like, I never thought that part of my work in the world would be producing people's Patreons. But I suppose at a certain point, I've told enough of my friends, you should start a Patreon. Here's what your tears should look like. That that could have been an indicator that I'm pretty good at figuring out how people can take their value that they add to the world and put it into the format from Patreon. Because I myself am a Patreon-supported artist. I am so grateful for Patreon. It's a... Uh, membership support site that allows folks like you to support creators like me who make work that you value. Um, and mine supports my aerobics class called Fat Kid Dance Party Aerobics. It's for anyone who feels left behind by mainstream fitness. So if you've ever been called too fat, too much, or felt like you were too awkward to dance, this is the supportive class for you. It's as much a fitness class as it is also a Reiki healing, an inner child healing, a way to get back into, if someone tells you you need to play or rest or self-care that this is like, th these are all things I've had to work very hard to figure out how to learn how to do. And so you teach what you need to learn and that's what that good dance party is. So I'm excited uh, to introduce anybody to that patreon.com slash FKDP uh, starting at seven bucks a month. You get access to all of my zoom classes and I teach those uh, weekly plus a couple extra bonus classes a month. Um, and then I also have a tier for on-demand classes that I film in the forest um, and self-care parties that I've produced. Um, I'm really excited um, to have all of that available. And because of my Patreon supporters, I have been able to really focus on the work that I'm meant to do in the world instead of being a lawyer like I used to be or uh, all the other side jobs and hustles that I've ever had. Um, I really, really love Patreon as like a new environment where folks create uh, the momentum and the resources for artists and creators and all sorts of people um, to continue to make the world a better place um, and continue to uh, just, you know, having a container, honestly, like I don't have to do any of the credit card swipes. It's all handled by Patreon. Um, and it's a safe and secure site and you can cancel anytime. So I helped Chrissy uh, start her Patreon and it has been going like gangbusters. It's been a wild success. I'm really, really, really proud of what we created. Um, and I'm also like just, I think my zone of genius, like helping people find their zone of genius. I think it's also like creating community in interesting ways and places and doing it online is the way to do it safe in the pandemic. And I have been able to stay safer at home uh, throughout this entire pandemic because of my Patreon supporters. So I'm super grateful for them. I was touring before there was a shutdown. And I'm not touring again because I don't think it's ethical and I don't have access or the resources to make it COVID safe. And so I'm not doing it right now until it feels safe to me. I'm not going to do it. And I'm grateful to have the flexibility. So thank you to everyone out there who supports this podcast by supporting my Patreon. There's also a few other ways to support it. I have an Amazon wish list if you just want to spoil me with some stuff. I'm an acts of service love language person. So buying things that I say that I need, that is an act of service. I receive that love. Um, I also have a PO box if you want to send me love notes. Um, I'm not assuming you want to send me love notes, but just in case, um, it's there. Uh, and anyway, so there's lots of ways. I put the links in uh, the show notes if you want to clicky clicky um, and support this podcast, which is entirely supported by listeners like you. Um, I'm excited for you to meet with Chrissy. I also intentionally talked on this podcast about avoiding demonic energy and demonic possession and lower vibration type energies that I think are very opportunistic. And I really just want to encourage all of you out there to just be a boss uh, person in the light and walking in divine love, whatever that means to you. Um, me and Chrissy are both like Christian witches and like people who really like love earth-based spirituality and metaphysics, but then also still have a heart and a connection to Jesus the Christ. Um, I love Jesus and his fan club sucks. <laughs> Uh, right now in the U.S., we are really experiencing his fan club sucking and being real mean and bossy. So, um, and that's putting it lightly, but yeah, got to keep it light. It's a podcast. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I want you to imagine that you are on my front porch with me and Chrissy, cuddled up with your favorite childhood blanket and on with the show. Welcome back to the podcast, Chrissy Tolly. Hi, Bevan. Hi, Chrissy. I'm so glad you're here. Um, I'm so once glad. again, 
Um, and I always like to start business up front. So tell us, Chrissy, what do you do? Hi, Bevan. I am a professional psychic. I work people through trauma. I identify family lineage patterns and I help them make choices in the present that will get them what they want in the future. I love it. I love how succinct that is too. You're getting real good at this. I'm trying. I'm fucking trying. <laughs> it's the most maddening thing is like, what do I do? How do I synthesize this? What's your uh, title? Yeah. I spend a lot of time talking shit about people's bosses. Oh, but I don't, I don't add that in the log line, you know? Yeah. I think that's real. And also I think the more I understand the lessons that we're supposed to learn as humans, um, I think everything we attract, right? So if we have a bad boss, I can, I can go back in time and look at all my stupid boss patterns. And mm-hmm. like, I'm like, I attracted that. I attracted that. I had to learn that. Look at how this kept repeating until I learned this lesson and I approached it differently. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just the same thing over and over until you figure it out and move on to the next lesson. Yes. And have a different experience with authority, which is really what I had to do. Yes. Yeah. Um, But what I'm very excited to talk about is what is newest in the Chrissy Tolly universe, which is the Chrissy Tolly Patreon. Anybody who's been a fan of this podcast knows that Patreon is a membership support site (laughs) where folks like you can support creators like me and Chrissy creating work that is of value to you potentially right or maybe you just value us and want us to keep creating in the world in which case your patreon pledge is a vote for us to keep doing the thing and one day I was having a zoom with my friend Chrissy Tolly and I said you know what you should do start a patreon and as a Capricorn who's like psychic gift is like checking into someone's highest self and seeing their highest potential uh, which is a really great asset as a psychic and not so great when you're dating people because then you <laughs> tend to date potential and not person. Um, and so that's a lesson I've learned too. Sure. But when you ask your friend, can I give you some advice? And they say, yes, then I will spill out. Hey, I think you should start a Patreon. And these are the tears you should do. <laughs> Just immediately. Like I, it was like, you were ready to give it. I consented briefly. And then you came up with the most genius thing that at this point has already within a month and a half transformed my business. You are so good at this. Yay. Ah, I love to hear it. Thanks, Chrissy. Um, (laughs) My zone of genius is helping people get in their zone of genius and like, yes, rock and roll it. I'm ready. I'm ready to help anybody figure out what their Patreon should be. Um, I think it's the new record label. I think it's a really cool way that, that your fans can contribute to your longevity. And it's not so like flash in the pan. Some white guy executive is like, you know what? That Chrissy Tolly's got a lot of potential. Let's market her in a commercially viable way. Instead, it's people saying, Hey, that Chrissy Tolly has value to add to me. Uh, let me dive in and, um, become, a a contributing member to a lively community yeah it's it has been such a game changer for me even in the three weeks since I launched it got two and a half I think I don't even know that it's been three weeks I launched it on June 27th it was a Monday yeah and one of the tiers which needed to have a limit for uh, finance finance and time reasons one of the tiers that Bevan suggested which has been the biggest moneymaker sold out in a week and a half and that's because it was a really good idea. <laughs> um, I'm really glad that it sold out and we had proof of content, concept. Um, I want to talk about the, the overall universe and how we got there. Um, so Chrissy is very obsessed with the Bachelor franchise. Um, that's something you learn from her personally, like as a human friend. Um, and then you started doing this thing on Instagram two seasons ago with Michelle's bachelorette season, something you're calling reality TV psychic. Tell us, describe what you do. Okay. So let's go back. (laughs) I started watching bachelor in 2013 when my roommate, Jen was an avid fan. And I absolutely like many people who get into the bachelor franchise. I thought I was too smart for it. I thought I was too good for it. I thought it was lowbrow. I, you know, thought I was much better than this whole thing, but she would watch it every Monday. I started watching with her and very quickly it became apparent if anybody who watches reality television understands this. It very quickly became apparent to me when I started watching Desiree season in 2013 that 
it was fun to unpack. It was fun to watch people behave the way that they behaved. At the time, I was in a really sad relationship. Um, I, then during that time, not sure if it was exactly during Desiree season or right after, um, we broke up, then we got back together. There was a ton of relational fuckery happening in my life. And I was seeing that same relational fuckery reflected back to me on the screen. Uh, and so I sort of used it as a psychological personal development tool around relationships. And then the older I got, the more intuitive I became. And finally, I moved home from New Orleans to Tucson. So I'm from Tucson. I live here now. I had lived in New Orleans for only six or seven months where I was teaching public school. And I had a significant mental health issue and crash. And I had to move home in the middle of a school year. I was in the middle of the school year. So when I came home, I know this is a long ass story, but when I came home, I, at, for a while, I was unemployed, maybe two months, and the new season of The Bachelor started. So I was using it as this like crutch to get me through. Um, and because I was becoming more intuitive and because I was healing a lot of like life stuff, um, I just poured a lot of energy into this one particular show. And then I just continued to watch it on and off, even after I started my business as a psychic in 2017. So cut to when was it? Yeah, October. Cut to October of 2021. It's the beginning of Michelle's season of The Bachelorette. I had kind of thought about combining my intuitive ability with the TV show somehow. And I realized I could just film the TV screen and add captions where I wanted on my Instagram stories. That's, so that's what I started doing. I didn't even make an announcement about it. Just on my at Chrissy Tolly Instagram in the Instagram stories, all of a sudden, I was filming the premiere of Michelle's season and giving intuitive assessments of each of the contestants. And I, I just had a feeling it would work. And I started getting DMs from people right away saying, oh, this is cool. I want to keep watching. Um, and of course, I, I don't know, I have 3,000 Instagram followers. I would say only 100 people cared, if that. <laughs> but cared a lot. A lot they cared of a lot. The pe- most people were really annoyed. Many people muted me. And in fact, many unfollowed me. But the people who cared, cared a lot because they either already liked The Bachelor and already liked my content or they liked me and they liked that I was taking what I was trying to teach them on my Instagram and applying it to this very silly forum. So eventually I had all of those people who were interested in it go to my close friends list on Instagram so that, you know, the rest of the masses didn't have to see our bachelor frenzy. Um, and then cut to Bevan telling me you should really make this into a Patreon. And now the first tier of my Patreon is just access to that content, which is on its own separate Instagram at realitytv.psychic. Um, which is brilliant. So for seven bucks a month, um, that's the first tier you get access to all of Chrissy's creative content, which right now is the bachelorette unpacking of the Windeckia season, which is the yes. combination. It's not a, it's not a pagan holiday. Oh, it is the combination of two women's last names. Cause there are two bachelorettes at the same time. Yes. Um, and a dramatic season is going to unfold. I hate The Bachelor, but I love Chrissy and I love Chrissy's unpacking. And so therefore I love what this is and I enjoy watching it. Um, And I just could see how, like, first of all, people were calling for archives and I was like, that's a thing you can monetize, right? Like get people, because you don't even have to go on Instagram. If you don't want to, you can just join Chrissy's Patreon and then watch her recaps. Um, And I don't watch the actual show. I just watch the recaps and, um, and find it all very fascinating. Um, I love the unfoldment of just this interest of yours and just following the intuition, right? That this is interesting to me. Let me do this and allowing for the vibe out of the people who like were so turned off by you talking about the bachelor that they stopped following you, which is great. (laughs) Like you didn't need them anyway. (laughs) If they want to make me at my best. Yeah, if they want to make an appointment with you, they can join the queue and be on your two-month wait list. And that's fine, right? So it's such a great place that you're in. Um, I So like, I knew that that was going to be the first tier. Um, and then I also knew the second tier, it was very obvious to me. And I think it's just the way I think. But like Chrissy, um, you continue to charge more and more for your sessions because that's how it goes. When you're psychic and you get word of mouth referrals, you end up with 
a, a wait list of people who want to see you and you need right. to create your boundaries about how often you'll see people and that kind of thing. And you have already set the boundary with your clients that you won't see them more than once every six months, because as anyone out there who's a tarot reader or any type of psychic, like, you know, there are certain clients who will just keep coming back for the same advice. Um, and Fully. Might as well give it six months, right? So like, I loved when you set that boundary. So then it made sense to me. I was like, oh, 25 bucks is like basically psychic layaway. They get access to all of your Chrissy Tolly content and they get a reading every six months as long as they stay enrolled, right? And um, Patreon makes it real easy to see uh, how much people have spent over time. And I was like, duh, this totally makes sense. Um, I I want this to be our announcement of what this new tier is gonna be. Can we talk? Oh, we're going to talk about this, right? Yes. 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 Um, This was one of my forest ideas about like the mid grade, because I wanted something in the middle between seven and 25. And I think the sweet spot is $15 and um, it's voice note, psychic questions. So imagine being a member of a psychic community where you can straight up just send her a message on Patreon. And then when she has capacity, she sits down and sends you a voice note back between two and eight minutes. Um, just from the guides, which like for me, a psychic tune-up between sessions, uh, such a great value. Um, and I think people are going to be really into it. I am scared, but excited. <laughs> and here's why, here's why I'm scared. I'm not scared because it isn't a great idea, which it is. I'm scared because it requires me to honor my own uh, boundaries around time. Mm. And my boundary around time is probably my weakest boundary. I'm to the point now where other people aren't pushing on that boundary. Mm. Personal work that the issue isn't, oh, someone's coming in and messing with me and trying to manipulate me out of my relationship to time or my boundary around time. It's me crossing my own boundaries. Yes. Boundaries with self is, is something I was 41 years old when I learned that was even a thing. Boundaries with yourself. And I am also the worst violator of my own boundaries. So... Right. So I can't even, you know, what, back when I was, cause I've been doing this for five years now, probably the first, I don't know, two years, especially people were fucking with my boundaries. Like for real, there were people who were coming in, not listening, not being respectful, not always in a way that was malicious, often not, but they were still pushing a boundary because they wanted to see if it would work. We don't have any of those people anymore. It's me. I am the villain. And you know what? It's best. I think it's best if you can learn your lessons through yourself rather than making other people the villain and cat like getting bad bosses again and again because you can't sure. learn the lesson, right? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Like I think I truly am my own villain too. Oh, I love this conversation. I'm learning so much. Um, it's brilliant. I'm really excited and I'm excited for people to have more access to you. Um, we haven't even gotten to everything that's available on the Patreon. So Christy and I have been talking for years about doing years, years. capital Y E A R S years, years, uh, about doing group psychic readings. Um, and that is part of the benefit at the $7 tier. What a bargain. Even if you (laughs) care not about her bachelor content, show up once every three months for a group psychic reading. Like, hello, that's like 21 bucks basically per reading. Um, and you could do it the cheap way. And I'll tell you, it's just sign up for the month that, that we're having one and then unsign true, up. But, but it's, it's against the spirit of the thing. Right. Um, and but so I'm also okay with, I'm also okay with people. Yeah. Nobody, it, literally nobody. Fine with me. Fine with, with me. <laughs> and nobody's checking and no one cares. But, um, there, our first group psychic reading is Saturday, July 23rd at 4 uh-huh. PM Pacific. And when you sign up for the Discord, so when you sign up for Patreon, you get access to Discord. And if you don't know what Discord is, it's a community platform. It's basically the same thing. It's as simple as going to discord.com. And then as you sign up for people's servers, Chrissy Tolly has a server. And I have, like, I am not kidding. Within the first couple days of the Chrissy Tolly Discord, maybe the first week of Chrissy Tolly Discord, has more comments and, and interaction than my discord has had in a year. So like this community, it is popping, totally popping. This community needed each other. I didn't know I needed a place to go and talk about reality TV, but wow, do I have some things to talk about? And everyone does. And like, we just keep adding little channels as more, uh, like a bunch of people came in and they were into great British bake-off. So I made a channel for that. Um, 
right? Like we're here, we're here to continue to expand the container of community uh, for what the community needs. And it is itself already such an asset. People are making friends and like connecting to each other. And that's where we're going to do the group psychic reading and figure out how this is going to go. It's going to be really, really fun. I am scared, but also excited. That is how you know you're doing the right thing. Like you're getting out of your comfort zone is scary. That's the part of it, right? So that's why we say, I feel awkward at Fat Kid Dance Party Aerobics. Like you just name the awkward thing, you do it anyway. (laughs) And then your comfort zone is bigger. Um, And I'm glad, I'm glad this is all happening at once because you're really leveling up doing new thing, new thing, new thing. And I'm so excited to see what's on the other side of all that for you. I was giving a reading to a client yesterday and spirit had me describe what they were going through in this transition that they are in right now as hypergrowth. And then spirit said, Chrissy's also going through hypergrowth. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yes. Cause yeah, absolutely. I remember Devin, you and I connecting probably not long, about a year ago, maybe not long before I started reality TV psychic with Michelle's season. And I was saying over and over again, I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm getting bored. Yes. And I was, I really was bored. <laughs> um, some of it is I was just experiencing peace and anybody who know who has like an addiction to dre- adrenaline and cortisol from a traumatic childhood knows what I'm talking about. Some of it, I was truly just having a peaceful experience, which of course was just unacceptable mm-hmm. to my body. But also some of it is I was ready for a challenge. And so... I remember I started it and you said, Chrissy, it's so great. Maybe some, a month later or so you said, Chrissy, it's so great that you followed the nudge and now you're not bored. And I was like, well, I'm no longer bored, but now I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> overwhelmed <laughs> is the other side of bored. And like, Absolutely. Balance, right. Because I had essentially given myself a part-time job for no money. Um, but now I have a part-time job for money and that's very exciting. And you know what, Chrissy, you can afford the Hulu with no ads. No, I truly can. And I have it and it's great. It, exactly. And like Hulu now. live no ads. Because Hulu with no ads I already had was like $13. Oh, Hulu okay. live with no ads is 75 But you're Got right. It. I can afford it. Mm-hmm. So it you, you bought back some of your time. I did. I did mm-hmm. buy back. That's a good way to put it, Bevan. Yeah. I always think about that. When Hulu had the option to go, I mean, this is before Hulu live, but when they had the option to go no ads. I mean, granted, it was on Dara's credit card, but I immediately (laughs) (laughs) I was like, buy my time back? Absolutely. Buy our time back. It's investment for the home. (laughs) It was like four bucks a month or something. I was like, duh, I'm totally taking this. Uh, But it's just rare. It's so rare that you actually get an option to pay for your time. Um, Right? Like other than like bigger things like paying for a housekeeper or whatever. Um, Which, you know. Maybe in the, as you're doing voice notes, someone else can be cleaning. Maybe that would, that would be great. Right. Like you figure out different boundaries with like, okay, I have more capacity for psychic stuff because I don't have, I don't clean my own dishes anymore. Right. Right. Because that's some of what I was mentioning before around fearing how I violate my own time boundaries was, is connected to exactly what you're saying. It's connected to, okay, if I am doing this X amount of time, then that means I'm going to have either less time for traditional readings, which I can't really afford to do right now, or I need to have less time for other things. Now, some of that is just less time for dicking around on YouTube, which is fine. Mm -hmm. Like like I'm doing things that just naturally waste my own time. But some of that is also things that are like life admin. Yeah. Um, You know, and the idea is that maybe there's a trade-off down the road. Uh, You're so good at adulting and life admin. I want to just give you that. Thank you. I wasn't for so long. But now that I actually enjoy my life, mm-hmm. it's easier to facilitate it. Right? Yes. Yes. I love that. Um, I too continue to try to level up a little bit by a little bit, but I've been kind of stagnant lately. But I think it's, I've been cultivating boredness in many ways in a good You've way. You've been cultivating what? Boredness, being bored. Oh, yes. And just like trusting it as you trusted yours. Um, and also recognizing some of it is just peace. Like I haven't been creating chaos. I notice now the temptations to create chaos and I yes. do not follow through with them. And I like actually allow that to feel like, oh, I feel the temptation, but I am not doing the thing and I'm grounded in my choice. And so I think that's growth, right? Like to even just recognize the push pull. Yeah. yeah. You're according to Instagram recently, you're not involved in 
lesbian drama. There's so much like, lesbian involved in. It's two two people got to fight. My For God. those of you who don't know. For those of you who are not my besties on my IG stories, two of my landmates got into a physical altercation. And these are old lesbians. These are 70 plus. I think one of them is well into her 80s. What if that's so funny? More choices. And like, but nobody's talking about it, like not in an official capacity. Cause like, there's this like weird, there's weird communication dynamics at play in the administration and governance of the land that I live on. And I'm choosing not to get involved and allow them to make their own uh, choices and swirl in it. And so I'm not getting involved, even though I think a lot of things are, could be improved. They don't, they have already violated my boundaries and the way I choose to be respected. And so thus I will not work with these people because um, I value my peace far more than I value what contribution I could be giving. And people can sleep on what I have available, that's fine. Right. So, I mean, the fact that you are choosing not to engage with that incredibly juicy drama attempting is speaks volumes about your maturity. Oh my God. There's so much too. There's so much I could get involved in, but I'm not, but this Uh, is, this is exactly what you and I were talking about via text the other day, which is if you're a person who values your own peace and you prioritize your own peace, you have to engage in bullshit less often. Guess what is available to you then reality television. Yeah. Because it's not your bullshit. No. No. It's not your relational fuckery. Mm -mm. That's a big part of why I like it. Me too. It also teaches me about myself. Like I um, did a deep dive on the Duggars for years and learned a lot about their culture and Christian fundamentalism. And it was like, I really worked out with my therapist. Like, why am I so interested in this? And part of it is because it's the opposite of how I was raised. I was raised like without religious trauma. I was raised like, um, in a real, like only child, single mom sort of place. So I don't know what it's like to have a big family. And I find it very fascinating, but I also intuitively know that I think part of my work in the world and why I even have this podcast is to show people all the different ways there are to be a happy, successful adult. And in Christian fundamentalism, there is only one way to be a happy, successful adult. Oh yes. And where that's a lie. There are millions of ways to be a happy, successful adult. You just got to figure it out for yourself. Right. Yeah. You also said you would do a Duggar channel and or large family reality television channel on my discord, which I still think we should do. Oh, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Um, when we move it, but the discord is so good by the way, um, that it's now being totally glowed up and like moved over to another discord, which is very exciting or like somehow restructured. I don't know. I don't know what, what is happening. There's a whole restructuring of the discord happening that is very fascinating and exciting. And like, and this is community, right? Like I set it up bare bones, but I'm by no means a discord expert. I'm just a passionate user. So I'm excited that these discord nerds are adding their expertise to make the better community. It's true. Mm-hmm. A client really now friend of mine who likes reality TV psychic knows apparently everything about discord and volunteered to take what bevan created and structure it further it's amazing like you push a button and then things pop up i mean shoot i'm excited to learn more uh like i feel like just because i i only know some of what's possible in discord and there's a lot and i'm not like a tech i'm a meta thinker like i'm the big thinker i'm a good producer i'm not necessarily the best like you know virgo but you know, there are other people out there who do the Virgo stuff. And then there's the meta thinkers. We all work together. All of humanity is different by design. Yes. Um, <laughs> what is it that you say diversity is what? Diversity is human uh, mandate and it's our strength as a species. Yes. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and it's, it's really hubris to think or say otherwise. Like the, again, these Christian fundamentalists who believe there's only one right way to be are wrong. <laughs> I mean, just empirically incorrect. Yes. And uh, I'm excited to continue to burst that bubble and just be a little safe place on the internet for folks to explore what's possible for them. I think that's, I'm like everybody's reality host in terms of like, what is actual reality and what are your options? There's so many. I think, I believe that thinking critically about reality television can be healing. I think so too. People teach you a lot. Yes. Even with which is extensive, like the scripting or producer involvement. Even so, it's still stories mm-hmm. that unlike scripted shows or unlike fiction directly affect people's lives. Yeah. And so we get to see in real time how 
choices that people make and the emotions they have and how they express those emotions are going to lead to consequences. Yeah. And it's lifetime good. consequences too. Like, cause if you screw up on a reality show, people are going to watch that season 10 years from now. And it's as though it just happened for them. Um, even though for you, it was 10 years ago and you're like, why is this? The consequences are huge because the stakes are high, which is part of what makes it exciting. <laughs> That's true. Terrifying. It, you know, the fact that The Bachelor even still exists, even while there's been a whole, un, a whole scripted TV show about how they make that toxic show. Yes, there's, um, there's, yes, it's called Unreal. Yeah, it's such a good show. And yet The Bachelor still exists. Like people still watch it. Maybe even uh-huh. it's more popular than ever. How is that possible? It's definitely not more popular than ever. However, I think it's more <laughs> in the cultural zeitgeist than ever. Okay. I feel like it's everywhere. It, it, well, I force you to see it all of the time. So that probably helps. I don't, the, the way that The Bachelor, it's like Illuminati energy. The way that The Bachelor seems to be, what is it, impervious? Like seems to be able to not experience real consequences and thereby not to have to flow with like cultural norms. Absolutely yeah. fascinating. It's so fascinating. Wait, so what happened with Chris Harrison? Because he was the host and now he's not. Now they're picking old Bachelor and Bachelorettes. Oh, indeed. Okay, so um, Chris Harrison, I believe, because I never actually listened to the audio clip, was on a podcast with Rachel Lindsay, who is the first ever uh, Black Bachelorette. Okay. Since since she was a trailblazer, um, since then we've had both Tasha and Michelle, but she was the first ever black bachelorette. I believe she was, he was on Rachel's podcast and they, I think, again, I haven't even listened to the audio. God, I need to study. You got <laughs> if I'm going to be an expert in this franchise, I can't be unprepared. Um, <laughs> they were talking about, I think, uh, either Tasha or Michelle. No, I'm so sorry. Chris Harrison was having a conversation with Rachel Lindsay about Matt James, the first black bachelor and his ring winner didn't actually propose. uh, I believe also named Rachel who it was discovered through the internet went to a sorority function where they were at a plantation and it was essentially, I don't even know. It was, it was, it was plantation themed. I'm forgetting the actual word. Okay. But it was a very incredibly racist event. Mm-hmm. And because she was ended up being with Matt James, the very first black bachelor, it ran through the internet as it should have. And people called her out for it. Wow. So Rachel Lindsay, the first black bachelorette was having a conversation with Chris Harrison, the long time 20 year bachelor host about why she felt this was inappropriate. And he was adamantly defending her. Oh, so the people came for his head because they were like, it's not okay that this, you know, that Matt James was put in this position. It's not okay that we've seen people like Tasha, people like Rachel Lindsay experience extreme hatred and racism from Bachelor Nation, et cetera, et cetera. So it was this big, big to do. Now, here's what I personally think. I personally think that they'd been looking for a reason to get rid of Chris Harrison for years. They didn't do this because they're anti-racist. They did this because it benefited them. So they kicked Chris Harrison out. And then, like you said, they had several different hosts who were bachelor or bachelorette celebrities come on. And since then, they've replaced Chris Harrison officially with Jesse Palmer, who was the bachelor in 2004, uh, TV host now, former bachelor, former, former NFL player. And now he is the host of all of the things. I actually like him in that role. Um. He looks just like Clayton, the most recent Bachelorette, and Eric, one of the contestants on the season. Someone put up a triptych on your Discord uh, today, and I was like, yeah, there is no I love that you said the word triptych. Yes, yes. Yeah. A, a meme triptych showing yeah. how all of these, these men look exactly like each other, and they simply can't do a season without at least one of them. Yeah, it's wild. Um, also, I really love Caitlin Bristow. Yes, who- I never watched her season, but I started following her on social because of the recommendation of someone else. And I just find her so charming. And I love that she came in and was like co-hosting last season's Bachelor. Was that a Bachelorette? No, that was a Bachelor. No, she was co-hosting the Bachelorette, both Michelle and Katie Thurston's season with uh-huh. Asia. Okay. And I thought they did a great job. I thought they did a great job. Um, I'd like to see more of Caitlin if any of you 
producer people are listening to this. Oh my goodness. They simply love Caitlin and they'll trot her out whenever because she is charming. She's so darling. She's Canadian. Come on. She's absolutely darling. Uh, And she loves it. She loves a, a big, fluffy, golden doodle dog. And she uh, loves wine. She loves being cute. She loves real talk. I mean, loves dancing. She yes. achieves her great dream of a mirror ball trophy from Dancing with the Stars. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Caitlin Bristow, wherever you are, we love you. We love you. Maybe someday uh, I'll be on her podcast off the vine. I hope, I hope that for you. Thank you. Yeah. Take my hands. Um, I want to smoke weed with Caitlin Bristow in a hot tub yes. oh most certainly yeah. she's pretty pretty like obvious and clear about her commitment to marijuana on social oh, media good good i haven't ever seen her talk about that but that is uh someone i would want to smoke weed with she seems down delightful yes yeah, just delightful a good a good time um okay chrissy tolly mm-hmm. another thing in your zone of genius that i talk to you about a lot uh mm-hmm. which i enjoy is uh how to avoid demonic position. <laughs> Right. Okay. So this is the other thing I do well, everyone. Laughing because I talk to you about it a lot. And like, I think it's so important that you're teaching this. And in fact, it might be why you're here on the planet. Like truly get away from demonic possession, which like, I I said this the other day in a meeting, a staff meeting for a thing I work on. And Mm -hmm. it is simply that demonic possession is opportunistic. Light work requires effort. And like, you have to put in effort to keep things positive, I think, or they will spiral negative and demons love spiral negative and they will just grab on opportunistically. They love unhealed trauma, which many people who are in the love and light space simply pretend they don't have. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So um, don't pretend you don't have it. You have it. Yeah. Yeah. What questions do you have for me? Okay, you give some basic advice about how to avoid demonic possession. Mm-hmm. Please give that advice now. Sure. I tend to, before we started the podcast recording, Bevan was like, you say the same thing every time. Just say it again. I was like, oh, I guess you're right. I do say the same thing every time. And that's how you're a good teacher is you learn how to say the same thing seven different ways, all the different times you need to. Yes. Um, okay, thing number one, if you have addictions, which we all do, try your best to address them, whatever they are. And there are so many, as we know, different kinds of addictions. They don't need to be substance-based. It doesn't need to be alcohol. It doesn't need to be pills. doesn't need to be caffeine. You can be addicted to people. We know that. You can be addicted to relationships. You can be addicted to cortisol and adrenaline, which I, ha- which I am. That's called workaholics. Come join us over in Workaholics Anonymous. <laughs> There's all sorts of things you can be addicted to. And at, the, at its core, none of them are shameful. At, like We just know that addiction is about numbing pain because of an unmet need and dark energies love addictions because they are masking vibrations so essentially so an addiction of any kind and i'm not explaining it great and i'm muddling through this description a little bit as i'm going for the record but an addiction is let's say you drink because you're sad it you are still sad you still carry the energy of that pain, but now you're protecting it less because you're drunk. <laughs> when you are in an addictive space or when you are engaging in your addiction, you are less protected because you are less connected to self and the divine. Hmm. So number one, to the best of your ability, and we know it's harder for some people than others, address the addictions in your life. Uh, number two, Stay away from people who, for reasons you can't quite describe or define, you don't trust, don't like, and don't want to be around. And here's the opposite. Like, focus on the people who feel safe to be around and who feel good to be around and or people you really admire, like how they are in the world and have a vibration that attracts you. Like, really pay attention to your um, to your intuition with people, either yes or no, and trust your body because your brain will fight logically. Be like, oh, this is just my friend's boyfriend. Like, oh, I'm sure he's fine, blah, blah, blah. But if you're getting that vibe, don't hang out with them. And so uh, the, it's, it's not that hard if you've done emotional work on yourself. To or avoid- if you trust yourself, but most people don't trust themselves because we're raised to constantly be questioning ourselves. Right. So if you've done work around this, it's not that hard to avoid people who you don't have to be with. 
right? Example being friend's boyfriend who you don't care for. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, a, a coworker in an office who you can do your best to avoid. It's much harder when that person is your mom, <laughs> your dad, yeah. your sister, <laughs> your grandma, right? That's where shit gets hard. Mm-hmm. So start easy. <laughs> start avoiding the people who you don't quite know why, but you don't want to be close to them anymore. And uh, it feels awkward. Start with those people. Start distancing yourself from those people. Or, or you know, watching how you have a tendency this is directly from me watching how you have a tendency to like by them said make excuses for these people and suddenly you're in vibrational space with them and they're draining you and you're mad and now you're pissed and they've got a story and they're they have chaos start easy start with the people you don't have to be with next level (laughs) family this is about emotional sobriety right and, and it's about stuff Bevan talks about so often on her podcast and so often in her content was, which is how do we connect and relate to people who we care about, especially if they're related to us, without taking on the story they're telling about us, which is so often the story they're telling about themselves. Yeah. How do we do that? And it's just a question of how really how close can you be to that and what boundaries do you need to put in place so that you don't cross over into falling off the emotional sobriety wagon and going toward behaviors likely that that person taught you, but going toward behaviors that you're not proud of that bring your vibration down. Mm. That makes sense. Yep. Okay. I also think like limit your time with people is something you do have control over. And like, I'll say this, I live down the street from my mom. I love my mom a lot. I would give my mom very high marks in terms of how she mothers me now. Um, and she's a violent communicator and therefore like an abusive communicator in many ways. And like, I have to do the work of like, first of all, I, I spend less time with her than if she had taken a nonviolent communication course. I'll say that if she does, I might spend mm-hmm. more time with her. Um, and I also have to translate things so that I can hear them in the tone that I think they're intended, you know, like she can make something like telling me I have a package waiting for me up in the community office, uh, sound like. I did something wrong. Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, surely I don't think that's what she means, but like, maybe it is. And I'm not going to take it that way. Cause this is abusive and I don't take abuse. So how can I make this work for me? But she's like the one person I'm willing to do that work for. And hey, uh, she's worth it. For she's worth it. Yeah. She's worth it for sure. Um, it's maddening but uh, it is, it is worth it. But like, I mean, there's, I didn't, I barely talked to my dad because like he was just so low vibration and so difficult and so ego-based and arrogant um, and never respected a boundary. What even is a boundary? He doesn't give a shit. Right. Uh, and it's, RIP. If, if somebody listening to this doesn't like or feels uncomfortable with the phrase of vibration, low vibration, high vibration, mm-hmm. because those phrases have been weaponized by the white spiritual wellness community, right? If you don't like those phrases or you don't want to use those, instead do what Bevan said, which is be like, who makes you feel like shit? Mm. Who, who makes you feel like shit? You're going to know. You know the answer to that question. Even if we're not thinking about it in terms of vibration, who do you feel worse? Like who makes you feel worse about yourself? Whatever. You've just, you discovered, and I'm sure you've tried because you're you and you're very thoughtful and diligent. So I'm sure you tried extensively to figure out ways to be in in relationship with your dad that allowed you to keep your sanity and yourself intact. And it just didn't work. And that's why there had to be estrangement. Yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, and you're not a failure just because a relationship doesn't work for you. Um, It's also evidence of your growth. If you start creating different resonance with different types of people, that's like, very few people who are particularly successful maintain the same friends forever. Maybe a couple, but mm-hmm. probably not a lot of them. Yeah, which is a hard element of being somebody who grows quickly. Yeah. Hypergrowth is very uncomfortable for a lot of yeah. people. I would be much closer to, quite honestly, many of my family members if they were addressing their addictions. Yeah, but I have to keep a lot of space. I'm not in estrangement with any of them, but I also don't engage nearly as often or maybe with the honesty (laughs) that I think they yearn for me to, but that's what I need to do to take care of myself. 
So Chrissy, if someone finds, how, how can someone know? Cause I don't know that it's always obvious when someone has a demonic possession. Um, well, there's a, know. yeah. Can I, may I clarify something? Sure. Okay. So there's lots of different ways to be affected, affected by a negative energy. There's also a difference between being affected by a negative energy versus a negative entity. Mm. It's a, I'd say it's a scale. Okay. So let's, um, an example. Let's say you hang out with a friend of yours who maybe they've always been this way. Maybe they're this way right now, but you hang out with a friend of yours. Who's very focused on creating chaos in their life in a way that allows them to experience perpetual victimhood Mm. and thereby secure attachment. Mm. Okay. Let's say you're hanging out with that friend, that friend to you feel really drained. You feel kind of bored. You don't know. It just feels gross. That person is carrying or experiencing or creating negative energy that thereby affected you. If you go away from that friend and you go do something that makes you feel good, eat food, take a shower, go on a walk, watch TV, hang out with somebody else, you're going to move that energy really quickly, right? Mm -hmm. That's just negative energy, easy to get off. But if it's something else, right, over time, let's say you have um, an an energy or something's in your house, like an entity's in your house that's affecting you, that's a little higher stakes. Mm -hmm. Now, depending on how sensitive you are, some stuff like that, or energetically sensitive you are, stuff like that can happen to you a lot. It certainly happened to me a lot. It was the the cause of an enormous amount of my depression and anxiety was spiritual influence, right? That that is too. There's so many people. Yeah. So, you know, the friend who's in a bad spot and unconsciously wants you to be in a bad spot too, because that's how they feel loved, right? That's kind of easy to move. That's just being affected by their energy. Then there's spiritual influence in which either there's so much negative energy that it's starting to change your behavior and your vibration in a significant way, or there's an entity that is messing with you. That's more serious. The highest thing you can get to is being messed with by a higher level entity. For example, a demon, there's many types, but there's a higher level, you know, big boss, bad boy, higher level entity, that's scarier. And then there's the worst thing really that can happen in which that demon is able to take residence in your body and or influence you so significantly that it is running the show. So really big spectrum. Yeah. Okay. What was the question? Ask me the question again. Oh, well, like, how do you know when like, oh, okay. you're affected by it? Cause I know lots of people who've said, who've identified that they were possessed or, right. and, or like someone else was possessed. Right. So like, I'm just curious, like, how does one know? I think it's very hard to know yourself. <laughs> I think it's much easier to identify it in someone else. So I'm going to try doing it to someone else, explaining it about somebody else. Okay. Yeah. Just cause maybe I, well, that something akin to that only happened to me once. I was actually possessed by a dead person. Uh, and even then I didn't figure it out. Wow. Yeah. That's when I lost my mind in New Orleans and had to come home and abandon my career. Oh, but it was also in many ways, like such a catalyst for like the life that you live now and your purpose. Yeah. But, like what a crappy way to do it. And also going to a place like New Orleans where like, you know, it's spirity. Yeah. It's one of the most spiritually potent places on earth. And um, I, a tiny white girl with absolutely no boundaries was not welcome there. And it was stupid that I moved there. Take note. Um, Anyway, so my brain got lost. Okay. I was over here. Oh, that's fine. Okay. We're coming up with ways, you know, somebody else is possessed because I think it's too hard to figure out if you are. Fair enough. And plenty of people probably take people to you because they're like, this person's possessed. essentially I'm not quite advanced enough to figure it out alone but yes uh number one look at pictures of that person and look into their eyes Mm. so something we do over on reality tv psychic and I've been training people how to do this both on the intuitive recaps and the instagram stories and now also through the discord that we've created is how to intuitively read photos people who are really struggling with an entity that is in them or influencing to them to the point where it might as well be look different their eyes look terrifying and often empty when you look into their eyes in the photo this might also be true in real life but we're just using photos as an example right now when you look into their eyes in the photos you should feel fear terror and nothing else Hmm. 
when you get good, it's hard for me to describe, but when you get good at it and once you figure out what it looks like, you'll be able to see it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So number one, just observation through a photo. Mm -hmm. Number two, suicidal ideation, huge one, huge one. And, and, and it tends to be, I am not at all claiming that all suicidal ideation is caused by spiritual forces. There's very real structural elements at play. Some people are prone to it because of childhood trauma, because of mental illness, et cetera, et cetera. The way that I've also heard too, this is my favorite new theory about some suicidal ideation is it's an ego death. So Uh, you're thinking about death, but actually it's just part of your ego that's dying and that's afraid to go. Oh, that's a really good point. That I think is true for me mostly, like from what I've experienced in the last few years. That is a really beautiful point. <laughs> and I need to think about that further, not in this moment. Yeah. Um, so, but, but assuming mm-hmm. in this instance, we're talking about somebody who is not experiencing a spiritual death and instead is being influenced to take their own life by an entity. Okay. Yeah. Often because that entity wants them to be experiencing as much hopelessness as possible in order to feed off of them, right? Mm -hmm. The entity in question is trying to drive them to kill themselves. Wow. Okay. And I, I know someone who that happened to a former client of mine. Mm -hmm. I know somebody who's struggling with it right now. Mm -hmm. And I think, I hope they're winning. I think they're winning. Um, And I think it's actually pretty common for people right now, especially, especially in the past four months to be dealing with this more because we have a lot more of this specific, I don't know, kind of demonic energy rising to the surface on the earth overall, and especially in our country. So I guess looking at photos, number two, if there's, oh, if somebody's life has gone from relatively stable to extremely not stable in ways that don't feel characteristic to them or in ways that feel deeply illogical. Okay. Now what's hard is that person is often certain that the ways that they're destroying their own life is, is logical. That's what's hard. Right. And they'll often tell you things like, no, no, I have to do this for this reason. You don't understand. It needs to be like this. It's really fucking scary to try to not just, you know, help someone who's in a, in a suicidal ideation space. That's complicated enough. And you really have to be good at it and, or have experience to know how to do it well. This is worse than that because often the person believes deeply illogical things about themselves because there is an entity trying to influence them into believing the worst things they've ever believed about themselves. So then they will take those beliefs and start to destroy their own life in various ways. And then they'll often take their own life because their life is destroyed anyway through their own choice making. This becomes way more complicated if there is addiction involved way more complicated, right? Because at least then, you know, in the story of why people take their own lives, it makes a little more sense, right? If narcotics involved, if alcoholism, whatever. So it's beyond that, even the people who I've engaged with, who are struggling with this, whether that's a client, whether that's somebody I know, um, all of the people I'm thinking of haven't been struggling with addiction at all, Mm. at least in that, at least in regards to substance use. And yet they are telling me things like, no, I have to move to this place. You don't understand. No, I have to go do this. You don't understand. No, I have to break up with him. No, I have to go find this person. You realize pretty quickly that you're not going to really get anywhere reasoning with them. There's no point. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's when I start giving, trying, fucking trying to give spiritual solutions, which are often for me, because this is my experience and background prayer. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ (laughs) and um, spiritual cleansing options, which include so many different kinds, right? Using eggs, using salt baths, Mm -hmm. using herbs, using the sea. Now, ultimately you can be saved. I don't want to move on to another question if I'm moving through quickly, too quickly through the question you asked. No. Okay, should I keep going? Yeah. There's two things that can save you from that. If shit's really bad, if you're like, you know, on the scale from zero to 100, you are hanging out in the Mm nineties in regards to demonic possession, the force of your own will. Okay. Which is connected to the divine. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, In itself, in its own way and your connection to God. That's it. 
there are things that can help. I, in some ways, psych meds can help depending mm -hmm. because it can done correctly in a way that makes sense, heighten the vibrate, somebody's vibration, right? That can help being in a healthy environment can help, but ultimately, you know, we could put you in the best rehab in the world and surround you by people. And if you think you're trash and that demon's winning, you're gone. I don't know. Yeah. So I am speaking about the, the scariest versions of this, mm -hmm. right? But the reason that I often am talking to my clients about basic spiritual hygiene is so that they never have to even consider the possibility of getting that far. Yes. I spent so many years depressed and anxious when I could have just been, you know, planting roots and making nice little spiritual bubbles like I do now. And like, it's so like, it's like, I mean, it's not like I don't still deal with depression and anxiety, but at least it's just mine. You know what I mean? It's not like everything else, like a spiritual Katamari I used to be. <laughs> And like, and I just like to talk about demonic possessions and things like that. Cause it's real. It's happened to friends of mine. I've lost friends of mine because of it. Um, either because they were making such chaotic choices. I couldn't be around them anymore. Um, and right. And like, that's just, you know, basic Al-Anon friends and family of your addiction to other people. So you got to learn how to like cut it off. But, um, also it, it's just something that like you can get a hold of if you are willing to do the work of your own worthiness. And yeah. we're, we're raised up in a system that wants to corrode your worthiness because you're seen simply as domestic supplies of infants. Like you are literally dehumanized. Mm -hmm. Most of us are dehumanized by the powers that be the Christian hegemony that's trying to take over this country and is actually succeeding in taking over the country. In fact, they're doing um, great. Yeah, they're doing great. Um, and but I think the best and most revolutionary thing you can do is to be sovereign over your own energy and your own choices and make your choices about how you live and who you are and who you listen to about your worthiness, because a lot of people have shitty things to say and don't listen to them. Listen to the people who see you as valuable and see your light and see your possibilities. And, you know, yeah. addiction is just, it's addiction is like, um, there's this God-sized hole you have inside of you because you have unmet emotional needs and addiction. That's right. That's right. That. Um, and you did such a beautiful job of talking about how addiction is there and why it's important to manage that. Like, I can't even imagine my life for the last 10 years without having given up drinking, but I couldn't have given up drinking until I like really was ready to accept and love myself um, and work on my thoughts. Bless you, Biscuit Reynolds. He's got a lot of sneezes. He keeps coming back over here with his uh, face covered in water and flinging it towards my uh, equipment. Uh, um, I forgot a thing. Okay. I forgot a thing to say that could help people stay away from the possibility of demonic possession or negative spiritual influence overall. Great. Uh, when you find yourself in the place, which all of us will eventually, but if you're listening to this podcast, you already have, when you find yourself in the place where you are communicating in whatever way makes sense to you with the spiritual world, start to accept and understand that not everything that wants to talk to you is what it says is it said as it is and not everything that wants to talk to you is safe and good now so many people have such intense uh spiritual trauma like romantic sorry romantic Ooh. Oh, people also have romantic trauma but i was going to say religious and spiritual trauma yeah. uh that when i tell them that or when i imply that they're like oh my god see i don't want to do it at all but what I try to make clear to people is you're already exp having a spiritual existence, whether you're participating or not, it's what's happening to you. Mm -hmm. So you can either take responsibility for your spiritual world and the role you play in it or not. But if you're not taking responsibility for it, something else is using you to meet its agenda. So when you start to wake up and become conscious of it, just know it's very common to see stuff online or see I talk a lot of shit, but you know, like white, often young spiritualists. I was one of them once upon a time, you know, talking about spirit guides in ways that are really romanticized and in ways that, in my opinion, as somebody who does this work professionally, don't make any damn sense. You know, this is my spirit guide. His name is Daniel. I'm like, okay. I couldn't, I kind of have a sense of who it is. Mine is my primary one, at least. And it's common for them to energetically change over time. But I think what happens is, and this is why in, 
at least in part, in my opinion, the spiritual wellness community community has become so in, easily infiltrated by QAnon and extreme right wing politics is because the people doing QAnon extreme right wing politics, it's a very possessed group and they're just very easy to manipulate in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And there is, as people have written about so well, a giant crossover between that group and yoga it has to do with whiteness, has to do with a lack of information and honestly, a lack of education. And I don't know, it's just really scary. Sorry, I got lost. That's all right. One thing that I learned from Shaman Durek that helps me a lot with like identifying the voices that you're connecting with it's just asking very confidently, are you walking in God's love? Because that's the strongest exactly. energy of the universe. I used to talk about God's light all the time because that's what I learned from Teresa Caputo. But then Shaman Dura came in with God's love is the strongest in the universe. So I always ask for my guides to be helping me walk in God's love as they walk in God's love as well. Oh, I love that you're, yeah, exactly. You essentially need what I was saying before and I got kind of lost is that the spiritual community that is connecting thinks it's connecting to its spirit guides that are then telling them them to do what, in my opinion, is really dangerous, racist shit. QAnon things. QAnon things is not their spirit guides. No. It's lower level entities. Some of them are demonic. Some of them are not that are tricking them, deceiving them and helping our nation and the world descend into extreme fascism. Yeah. So I love that question. Thank you for teaching it to me. Say it again. Are you walking in God's love? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's just, it's like sage. You know what I mean? It's just like a cleanse and it's big and it's powerful and they can't bust through it. And- oh my God. See, I do this really weird light brain. I'm not even going to try to describe how I figure it out myself. That's so much easier. What you're saying <laughs> that is 10 times easier, easier than whatever weird mechanism I've come up with. And one of the reasons, you know, it's not something that is of God's love is because it's an energy entity, whether you see it in real time in your real world, or this is more common for people. This is how I see it in your mind's eye. Cause your imagination is how, uh, energy translates itself to your brain. Hmm. So If any sort of energy entity thing is trying to get you to sign something, don't sign it. Wow. Yeah. Not even in your imagination. That's where most of the shit happens. So no, don't sign shit because anything that's not dangerous isn't going to ask you to sign anything. God, I've had multiple conversations with clients who are like, oh yeah, I signed it. All right. Well, you're just in the land of the fuck. Yeah. What do you do if you signed it? Is there no going back? I do. Uh, that's beyond my capabilities. Fair enough. It's a referral. Uh, that's a, that's a, referral, a referral to Rena Wells. Yeah. Because now I don't know. Yeah. It's you'd real. Have to go negotiate. You'd have to go negotiate with it. Yeah. You either have to go negotiate with it or you'd have to bring a really strong um, energy along with you to help work with it, which I would recommend, you know, Archangel Michael, Archangel Gabriel. You need to, Jesus Christ, you need to. A, the, a goddess of your lineage. I don't know. You'd need to choose something that is bigger than that thing. Mm-hmm. And then you'd have to look within yourself. Why did I choose to, why did I choose whatever that thing told me? Well, probably because your ego. Because you felt vulnerable and there was something you wanted that you didn't feel worthy of obtaining on your own and you needed help. That's, or something right. Else. That, that's right. That's the only, the, all the people I know who have signed uh, with entities, it, that was the motivation. It was because they didn't feel worthy. Always. Um, and, and some people are listening to this right now and they're like, what the fuck are they talking about? And that's okay. You don't need to know this, but at yeah, some just point, don't sign anything in your imagination yeah, just, with anybody else. Don't sign anything. Okay. If you get to this point, if in nine years you're like, oh, I know what they're talking about. Don't sign shit. That's all. That's all we're saying. Um. Yeah, it's so real. Uh, like, I've never thought about the signing in your mind, but you're right. Like, that's, and I want to hype up the archangels. They are like, yeah. energetically, it's as though they're standing in an unemployment line. They have so much to give. You can call on them anytime. I love Kyle Gray as an archangel teacher. Um, I want to shout out Archangel Gabriel. If you're doing any kind of like oriented work that is bringing more light into the world, call on him. He will protect your communications. I pray for him for my Wi-Fi, for my Zoom rooms. Like Archangel Gabriel is your communications powerhouse. 
Archangel Michael is like, you know, again, a, one of the, the, I think he's kind of the, the Zeus of the archangels, you know, the certainly, most certainly. Yeah. Like, and he's got this big sword and he's all hunky and like, he's this guy. Yeah. Guys. we love Archangel Michael. He is a partier. Um, I would love to smoke weed and hang out in a hot tub with any of the archangels, but Michael specifically. Eddie will do. You're all invited to the party. Um, I also, there's an archangel deck that my friend has that um, has faith, hope, and charity. And yeah. like they have, um, I think, angelic energies. Yeah, they're all angelic energies and they're all like twin flames of one of the archangels, um, which like really burst my bubble because I definitely think Michael is like queer. But like, um, and frankly, I think all the archangels are queer. So probably a straight person wrote the deck, but like, you know, there's just so much in the lore of archangels and they are ready to help. And I use them for my protection all the time. I'm like, why not? Um, yeah. I guess another thing, another thing you were like, you're so good at talking about this succinctly. I'm not, I'm simply not. Another thing that you can do to protect yourself is to pray for protection and help. Even in moments where you feel silly or even with tiny things, mm-hmm. or even if you have a fear, it's unfounded in reality, but even if you have a fear that you'll be on the hook for something, you might be, I will say, you might be used for the agenda of the archangels, but I, I'm fine with that. I pray, <laughs> I pray to allow them to use me every day, like only spirits yeah. walk in God's love, but like, I want to be an angel of God. Like I want to be the person that says the thing to someone that helps them not kill themselves. Right. Like and just, cause, just cause I like spoke from my heart, uh, at someone at a gas station or like said something on a faculty dance party dance floor that changed someone's like course of existence. Cause they learned how to be themselves more. Like, I don't know. I feel very revolutionary working within people like, and just building them up and like defeating everybody, every dark entity one person at a time with the glow up truly just through like joy Mm -hmm. and if if that joy peace love hope faith is grounded in work that you've already done it's unstoppable yeah and also my favorite thing about spiritual work is it can be that easy it can be as easy as just praying for protection it can be as easy as just like visualizing all energetic cords cut and it's done right like so let it be easy, but use it because we have these free will choices and they can't guide us unless we're open to their guidance. That's right. It's a free will planet. Mm-hmm. Which is the fun, chaotic experiment. Well, it's, uh, so who agreed to be here? Us. Great. <laughs> I know. Every time I think about that, I'm like, this time? Uh, fine. <laughs> I'm just glad I'm like of the generation where I remember what it was like before it was all internet and Uh, The internet didn't really start and social media didn't really start until I was old enough to not truly make a fool out of myself. Yeah, same. I mean, I'm nine years, how, nine years? Whatever. I am not. How old are you? 32. 32. Yeah, you're 11 years younger than me. Yeah, I did not have as much space from it as you did, but still, there's no like videos of me being a dumb asshole from when I was in middle school. Isn't that nice? Phenomenal. So good. Um, I love you, Chrissy Tolly. I'm really glad you're my friend. And thanks for listening to me like ramble in circles. I love you rambling in circles because there's always value in it. And I really want to encourage anybody, if you are as charmed by Chrissy Tolly as I am, join her Patreon, seven bucks a month. Um, you heard it here first about the voice note tier. Very excited uh for that. And uh, there's so much more in store. And this, re- if you need a place to talk about reality TV, even if it's not The Bachelor, I think Chrissy Talley's Discord is like full of smart, funny feminists who are ready to talk about it with you. It's true. They would love nothing more to, than to have another person to talk relational fuckery with. Yeah, exactly. Um, I love you a lot. I love you so much. Thanks for having me. Yay. Patreon.com slash Chrissy Talley.